0: Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Cooper, and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is episode 41. It's starting to kind of get, so sort we're of getting something of uh, regularity to how often these come out. What I'm aiming for, I think people like, is doing uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes of one, which just me talking, more than enough of meat for anybody, and then maybe elongating it to an hour, an hour and a half when I sit down with someone and do an interview. I think that's kind of that seems to be what works best for people to enjoy. Certainly, the feedback I've been having is that they enjoy the sort of quick. 20, 25 minutes, maybe half an hour. One where I talk about a particular topic and then elongating it when I talk to someone interesting. It's not just my nonsense. So this uh, one, this this episode's going to be more metal to the masses centric, more more the metal to the masses side. 2019 and he four and the results thereof. I think I'll do a separate build up show for the actual final on the 22nd of June because I feel very strongly about that. And I'll, I can go through the bands that are in it and. Or hype it up. It's as simple as I Hype it up. I want people to come to the show. I want people to enjoy the, the bands that are, are, are playing there. So it's very, very important to me. And I'll probably do a show for download. And I will do a show for Bloodstock, where I'll kind of talk about some of the bands that I think you should be checking out. I don't know, I don't know if I can do both of those. I do after them day by day or I can get them all done in one big pile of shit. What does everybody prefer? Leave comments and that type of thing and message me about which way you prefer Probably gonna do a day each one depending on how long it goes. If it goes over sort of twenty twenty five minutes, I think I'll switch to doing maybe two in two parties and then it can kind of come in a digestible format. It's funny that some people message me and tell me that they listen to they rather having the dinner. In, in work and what have you they listen to me on show on, on on car journeys and short car journeys long car journeys for that matter but they listen to me then i think that's just thanks very much you know thanks very much to to, to you know listening at all i'm uh, speaking to the guys in in sick uh they were one of the bands of the metal to the masses they were very complimentary and there was a guy who said like i don't listen to podcasts but i listen to yours and i was like fucking hell bang the head that doesn't bang right that's kind of that's where you want to be so I'm, I'm incredibly humbled and incredibly privileged for you two guys to you know to listen to me and so i, and I really appreciate it because it, that's the whole point of what we're doing here trying to communicate you know speaking of which um i went on uh, my friend massey's podcast midnight mass which i really urge you to check out and mass talks about all kinds of topics and normally quite heated ones and things are you know difficult to talk about and sometimes maybe not as talked about as they should be and challenging and he certainly challenges me. I'm asking kind of questions why I do certain things. Why do, I do this? Why do, I do this? Why do I believe that? And I talk a lot about the freedom of speech and being able to talk about, you know, things that you enjoy and, and a live p- platform being able to say what you feel and how you feel about something uh and how incredibly important that is as a, as, as a thing in society that's midnight mass and i was just checking out it's like three and a half hours we come out of you if you if you if, you, if you've not got enough of me now there's three and a half hours which will pull push you over the edge it's like cooped to the nth degree and i also did a previous episode with him almost a year to the day with where we did the, the same thing, and we can talk about that. we talk a little bit about metal as a, as a whole. So that's Midnight Mass. I would suggest checking him out. He's on all the various ones Spotify, iTunes, all that type of thing. I find you, you know, listen to some of the other podcasts as well. You see, you're your massive. Your, Challenges you ask, you he ask some questions. Ask a lot about what you believe in and what you think, and that's because he's he's just trying to find truth, trying to find something that you can use, something you can help you with your, your own life. Midnight Mass, please check it out. The other podcaster I uh, really really advocate is obviously Squatters uh, Bloodstock podcaster, which I uh, do uh, an update of what happened in uh, Metal to the Mass. is very short, once only a couple of minutes because there's lots of updates, obviously, and a very short one on that. But he also he has all the ones going, so you can see kind of the whole country what's happening in. Terms of which bands are going through but he also talks to people that have been that are go, going on the bill he talks to bands that are, that are coming up he plays music sometimes stuff you might have not heard before fantastic really kind of i, I, I have to listen to it. i think it it's not the last one the one before maybe the one before that uh it, I, they put some rotting christ on and i forgot how much i really liked them they're really what a great sort of fucking band they are rotting christ so know yeah, it's a it make sure you revisit some bands that you haven't listened to before i'd introduce you to some new ones as well and that's uh my mate Squatter's Podcast the Bloodstock Mr. Bloodstock Podcast it's as simple as that. I really, really, really urge you to check that out because it was um it's a lot of fun being uh, being a part of that but it's incredibly it means a great deal to me on the the show before last uh, almost a quarter or more of it was was my interviews with people at the metal to the massive Merseyside, which just shows you that you know, every single region is is as important as the others and there's lots of fantastic things going on speaking of which metal to the massive Merseyside, 2019 he forced it. it was this was the one before the final what essentially happens now is that was there was four bands and then we kind of did the the whole, the whole sort of the, the winner from there. Um, so yeah, so we did that first, and then the the there was the the headliners, uh, which was Luna's Coil. Co- See there, there you go. See that? <laughs> I made the mistake of 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 nearly saying it. I didn't though, because I'm a professional. How dare you, Luna? Luna's Coil. The, the band called call but i very closely went to lacuna coil obviously because it's so very close to but there could not be more difference in stylistically in every way so they're called luna's call um, and they were fantastic they were the headliners but I'll get, to that in a bit. I'll get to that in a bit okay so just to show i i i, I don't know if some people maybe don't like the fact that it, or you know don't think it's very cool if i tell say things wrong or pronounce stuff wrong or you know make a mistake but that's how real life is sometimes you know bands have particular ways of saying their names sometimes you make mistakes because it's how you pronounce the names and all that type of stuff yes yeah, so you try and get it as good as you can but you're going to make mistakes and i make mistakes put my hands up nearly said that live didn't but that was okay but it said it on there it just shows you i slippery slipping tongue you say it luna's call and lacuna coil you yeah, know that's the two get trip over each other but they were called luna's luna's call there you go i have not have to say it card's like a mind fuck isn't it and they were great as well so i'll get into them in a sec but before that i want to talk about the, the bands that, that, that played so the uh i think the first band up yeah i've got the order right i have uh, was white mammoth now i'd heard white mammoth before i'd seen my white mammoth so i'd actually done some research and looked into them and i knew they were kind of prog and heavy and, and all that shit so i knew it was up for an enjoyable you know set and there was there's a lot of buzz around White Mammoth at the moment. A lot of people seem to think they're air apparent, and and I and I kind of agree. That so they I think and I might be wrong. I think it was th- they only played three songs. That would be about 20, 25 minute sets, but I think they played about three songs, and they were fantastic. They were really you know yes there was a massive amount of prog going on. Only because the songs were 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 were, were, were compl- not complicated, complicated is the way that get leveled, The progress it's it's probably not the way forward. They were involved. They were more involved, and the the you know each song had like the what there was no pattern. Every single song had the, like a huge amount of you know the riffs are You know what I mean? It's like you know every sort of section made sense, and it really came built, and it, and it's like what a strength of belief in your own material. You do a song that lasts eight minutes you know, full stop, that you can keep the audience engaged for that of time. I've talked before about um, Fallown Hope playing their album and Fall and stuff like that. Metal audiences, are, you know, they're, they're intelligent. They can take in a large, complicated idea, as well as a simple fucking heavy riff. It, there's no difference. It's good. It's good. It's as simple as that. Uh, but White Mammoth were, were fantastic. Um, I should really try and check, find out what the songs were called. Because the uh, the the second to to last song had one of just had a fantastic riff in it, and you know it was good. You know it was good riff because in your mind you're thinking I'm going to sit and try and play that when I get home, and I did. I sat and tried to play some of those riffs, and I tell you know it's good because it inspires you to do other stuff and inspires you to play more and play better and stuff. But White Mammoth were were just were just were just fantastic a great bunch of guys and just with a great idea of what they're doing and they're just going to go bigger and bigger they, you know once they get this sort of to get to really get the grips on what they're doing they're just going to keep going they white mammoth are really really someone you should check out check out they they do some shows with the um, ominous which i've talked about before and and they were uh, and they were just great I, I really enjoyed them what a great way to start do you know what as well <laughs> so without spoiling it too much spoilers white mammoth didn't win it was very close as they all are now white mammoth didn't win they they were the first guys thanking the band that did they whilst we were coming we were kind of standing where, where, the, where everybody comes and goes out and stuff and they went past and he was just the, i think the lead singer it was a uh, lead singer guitar player was like see you next year guys he was like it, it, it to him it almost didn't matter he, obviously the competition mattered a great deal but win lose or draw if you will they were they were still kind of like happy to play and happy to you know they they know their time's going to come and it fucking will. So then um it was a really interesting night actually. It was a, a nice mix and it was probably the busiest it's been. Yeah, it should be. Lord knows what it's going to be like for the final. That place will be absolutely fucking reamed for the final. So then we get on to Sick. So the band are called Sick S I C K, not S I C, and that's it. And like you know that kind of Sick and you know. Not that they are the underdog, but I'm always rooting for the, the, the young upstarts. And, and that's, that's I don't want to say that they are, but they are, they, they've only been going like seven months. And they put themselves down as scout Speed Rock or Speed Metal. I think Speed Rock, actually. And you just can't help but love them. You just cannot because they've got this fucking ma- magnificent adolescent ed- energy and this like teenage a- energy and they've only been, been going a short time and they're like they're all fucking all fire and life and stuff and it's, it's just it's totally you know it's totally kind of like addictive it's the, you know to, to see them play they're just completely up so much they were excited. They, I didn't even introduce them. They just went straight into it. I was like, "That's cool." they right? about fucking me, and they were just they just went. It was just like setting a firecracker off, and it's all like you know, imagine early Metallica and early Megadeth and that type of thing. It's fabulous. It was just it was re- just really good, and they were they were just genuinely happy to fucking play there, and they were just made up to just be even on the on the bill, but they just, every, everything was like, you know, just, they threw everything at every single song, and it was like, yeah, let's go, let's fucking go, and the crowd just lapped it up, the crowd was just like, how infectious is this energy, and why would we not, you know, why would we not want to be a part of this, they're going to be great, they're, they are, they're party rock and party metal in, in the, the nicest vein, I can tell you, they're just they just enjoyed themselves, which is what you fucking should do on stage, and just, you know, and and the byproduct of that is that people listen to you and think you're great. Um, I told them, I've heard their version of Sunshine of Your Love, and I think, you know, it it was just a demo, I think, but I think a really good produced version of that's just going to be great. Uh, and And they were great. They were just a really, really strong act. They're just in their infancy, and that was what's so brilliant. There was a couple of bands here that had been going maybe two or three years. And there's a band like that that's been going seven months, only seven months, which is nothing in a band's gestation period. And already they're kind of going, okay, we think we're scow Speed, Rock. They're kind of trying to figure out what they are. And we're privy to that when we watch the set. We're privy to listening to, to what they're doing. And kind of, you know, as they're kind of getting their education, if you will, and that's what it felt like they were doing. They were kind of, you could tell they were just just massively happy to be there. All big smiles and big riffs. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So then, could not could not be a more starker contrast in a good way. Now, I was waiting for this to happen uh, during, through the, through the heats. I was waiting for a, a black metal act, you know, uh, to really kind of, we've had some sort of darker and death metal and type of thing, but I was really waiting for a band to kind of do a mood thing as well. And I knew Maru were, were, were going to be something interesting. A lot of people were, were very, 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 very positive about them. And there, there was a genuine... You know, genuine sort of grouping of people has kind of moved. Everybody kind of moved forward before I even said anything. And and it was weird doing an intro intro for them because I didn't want to be, hey, everybody, you know, fucking, let's start fucking going crazy for Maru. It just didn't feel like that was the right thing to do. So instead I said you know a lady tried to create a mood now what we did they they asked us to do this was to reduce the lighting right down normally you obviously you want lights to light up the band and see what's going on and all that, and rightly so maru were very much let's let's reduce the lighting let's make it less about the people on stage and more about the mood and the whole thing so the whole thing was like the lights were brought down really kind of low and stuff and we took the punter blinders off and stuff and reduced the lighting down and immediately there was this ambience and immediately there was this sort of hugh this 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 thing and you just knew you, i i andy was standing next to me and, and we both knew that we were going to witness and something special it felt like that to the point where to, halfway through the set i turned to andy andy hughes that is by the way who runs metal to the masses maze side and i always give him a shout out because he's the defender of the metal and the defender of the faith and he, he without this none of this happens and once again sir i'm very very privileged to to be involved in any way shape or form but here's the thing and he goes out and watches all the bands, all of them. He, he doesn't have to. He could, you know, nick off after one song. He does, he watches bands. And he's probably, motherfuckers, right at the front. If not headbanging, he's 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 taking it in. And that was what was going on with Maru. There wasn't so much, no one was going crazy. There was no pit. It wasn't that. It was this side of black metal. And and when they stro- stroke up, struck up, stroke up, struck up, it was just fucking huge. And I mean, like huge sort of all-encompassing. You didn't you couldn't really move. You just kind of Maru just kinda of washed over you like a black fucking fog. It was just heavy as as all fucking life. You know, there was it's a real guitar player, like yeah, I think his name is Anthony, yeah, forgive me if I get it wrong. The guitar player was just was just it was just phenomenal and it was very, very carefully considered and that makes it sound like the the It wasn't at all. It was like being stabbed by someone who knew what they're fucking doing. It was just incredible. It's just incredible. There was no crowd interaction because that's not what that was about. You know, it's not that every single time you play you've got to have crowd interaction there there the was virtually none because the, the music itself really just was 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 happy just let there it is and stay there and it was about halfway through the set i i was just like this is special no this is really special and we were, i think this is one of if not the first couple of gigs they haven't played an awful lot They're an amalgamation of several other acts out there you know um and it felt special and that's kind of what these heats are about is where someone goes you know, this is my newest thing that I'm going to put out there, and we're we're trying something. I felt that we could probably do a show with just Maru and some support, and and it would be a a great show. And I think I think Andy will probably do that because they were they were that good, and it was one of those ones where afterwards, once they, they finished, people just kind of stood there. There was not like there was applause, but people just could stood there. I was like, what the f- what the fuck was that, and and can I have some more, please, sir? You know, it was just. Just amazing, uh, Maru. And so I-, I told them that. You know, I told them afterwards, I said, I-, I genuinely think that that was something very special. I don't know if they realised it was, but it-, it most certainly was. And I'm probably giving away the endings here, but, you know, I think you can see which way I felt about it. Um, and then you had, you know, to follow that takes just the most amount of bollocks and balls that you have to fucking have. And that's what Into the Fall had. You know, they were just like, let's go. They were like a, a nice mix of brutality and kind of, you know, Brooklyn hardcore and all the best facets of that, of metal you know the kind of like the, the the hate breed type of stuff and all that and they were into the four were fantastic to do to come on after the maroon and 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 fire up the crowd The the went weren't fired up but take them in another direction again you know the the lead singer I'm talking to before he went on he's like an american football player and the guy had a man like a massive scar on his leg he was just recovering his knee was just recovering and stuff because he'd be playing american football and he was you know the motherfucker would give a hit and he and and he was just like he he had just had legs issues and he was fucked. What well, could you fuck tell? Could you fuck the power of metal compelled him? And he was just fucking let's go, let's go. And the whole band were like fucking let's fucking move. Like and the crowd woke the fuck up. You know it was a, just this brutal attack. I I, I don't quite know where, where to put them. I don't want to put anybody anywhere. But I don't know where to put into the four because it was a lovely mesh of everything, and it just seemed to work. It just seemed to be into the four, which is probably you know it's a good band because it's not really totally this or totally that it's it's them and and i just thought they, they once again they were fantastic it wasn't a fa- bad you know i often say you're not probably all sitting at a home now going yeah cooper get it every band's amazing you know you don't want to piss on anybody you don't want to fucking complain about anybody but every band that's been on the heat has been do you honestly think if someone was a knobhead i wouldn't i would i just i just would say i do i didn't enjoy it if i didn't enjoy it i'd say i didn't enjoy it This is my own personal opinion, honey, and no one else's. This is what I think. But every band's just been great. It's been so heartening because this is what the future of my local scene is. And then ultimately the regional scene and then on a way the city and, and then everything going to pass that and you know, my, this country. And then beyond, this is, this, this, this is how these things start. And it's in fucking fabulous hands. We had four very distinctly different bands there. By, with music that people tell you you shouldn't be listening to, prog's not popular, black metal's not popular, none of that's popular. Well, it's not what I fucking experienced. Not all the people there experienced, didn't see any of that shit. So it's incredibly heartening to see that to them. Uh, Luna, Luna's Coil, uh, see I nearly did it again there, Luna's Coil were on and they had, you know, they had one of the uh, really interesting sorts of lighting show that kind of changed with them as well and they were the epitome, the absolute epitome of, of a polished professional act there is no fucking surprise that they've been took up by a, a major management company to go and do very great stuff because they are, they are essentially a finished act completely so professional in the in the in, the, in the, the absolute sort of you know there's a couple of riffs i thought oh you know that's that was that's bound for radio and not in a bad sense I, th- I thought it was extremely accessible but at the same time very heavy and 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 kind of entirely in keeping with the bands that were on i think they were, were too paid to classic example of a finished act that clearly the management company's gone well there's nothing to work on musically here let's work on getting them out there and getting the pr done and what have you and i just thought they were they were fucking really good a really nice bunch of guys as well that you can see why they they play Bloodstock. You can see why they they do as well as they do, and it was the first time they were playing Liverpool, and it was really nice that they were really well received, like which was in, incredibly important. So then let's let you know. Let's not fuck about. Let's get straight to who won. And if you were there, you know, if you listen to the Bloodstock radio, you'll know it was Maru and it was no real surprise. It was it was one of those sets that I'll remember for a while. It was just it was that affected. You know, I I often talk about you know, I'm not the biggest black metal guy. I can talk. I think confidently on it and I think I can you know, I think I've got a really good listening and vocabulary of what's going on in black metal, even oh, right from all the stuff right the way up to what's current now. But they made me go back and and check some artists out that, you know, that I hadn't previously considered and, and, and rekindled a little love I didn't know was there for, for black metal. But it was such a it was such a a strong example of what a band and later on talk to the guitar player he has a fascinating individual who i'm going to get on the show because he has a really interesting look and uh about how he's looking at the world not look himself obviously how he's looking at the world and uh, and a really interesting prose as the writers call it and, a, and and his his understanding of his own what he's doing he he, he genuinely has thought it through this there's, there's no rock placed where it shouldn't be everything's been designed Uh, uh, but it never seemed that way it all seemed completely emotionally intact like if that's the right word and so they go through to the final and that's the final with uh atanamia midnight prophecy and forlorn hope who the fuck knows who's winning that i i've fucking no idea i I i've just no idea you know atanamia the first winners just this incredible like I said, Sepultura and, and Black Label Society—fucking It's brilliant—and I'll talk about this probably on another, on on another, another one of a do one. Midnight Prophecy again—you know, just what a polished act. Fallen Hope, who the fuck's going to be Dare Set? Who's going to be Maru's Set? I'm telling you now, that's going to be that's going to be something amazing, and so. Um, I'm starting to see the same faces now at the shows, which just means that we're, we're just generating a, a, a following of people and people who kind of go, okay, we understand what this is. We like metal and we like what's being presented here. So I'm really encouraged by that. And there's some people who have been very, very nice to me um, about the podcast and very, very nice to me. There's one guy uh, who came to me and said, like, you know, you, you I get, I feel. Strongly about it now because you feel strongly about it. Because he was saying that I feel passionately about underground music and giving that platform and stuff. That he he was like, yeah, I fucking feel that way and I agree with what he's saying. And 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 I just think that you know, it has to start somewhere. It has to start somehow. What better place in here? What better time than now? It's it has to. You have to go and do this yourself. Unfortunately, you have to go out and create a scene sometimes with only a handful of people. But that's the way it starts. And that's the way it should start, and it means that now out of the what we've had four heats, and it's like four bands each, each heat, like sixteen bands, and you can't get a credit card in between them, you can't get a credit card in between them, and still, you know, we got we managed to get to four bands for the final. Just the quality, the sheer quality, and what's great is I'm seeing like um, other other things that come to their grand finals now, other other heat heats, other metal to the masses in various parts of the country, um, you know, Sheffield and stuff. And and the quality and the lineups of some of these builds, these are going over three days to like having a grand final weekend. And you think, metal is fucking well alive. It's a well alive and well. It's in very good hands because it's in the people's hands. It's in the people who who write it and perform its hands. It's in the people who grew up with its hands. And it's going absolutely nowhere. way. In fact, it's moving forward with it, whether the mainstream, whatever the fuck that means, is moving with it or not. It is moving forward. So... All the bands that, that, that played stayed long after the announcements as well. And there was this glorious thing of people within bands talking to other people in bands. And Lord knows how many bands are being created whilst this Metal to is going on and why people are watching it. But some of the sets that are going on are that good. You can think that people are going back and going, fuck, I saw this band. They're not even fucking on a label or anything or, on, or any kind of signed deal. And they're fucking brilliant i remember when i was first out there playing in bands and and it seeing some of these acts now they're just you You wonder like oh is creativity dying no it's fucking not you will oh is talent dying no it's fucking not originality is that dying? no it's fucking not come to a show come to the final on the 22nd of june you will see this you will see four bands playing their hearts are playing stuff that they've labored over that they thought through Sometimes years in the making, and you're going to get to see that. Maru doesn't have that much music out there, and um, to so some of the stuff they were playing, no one had heard before. So you might not hear that for a while until they record that. Same with uh, with Sick. You know, you, you that, that that that. How much how valuable is that? It's incredibly valuable. So that was Metal to the Masses Merseyside, um, twenty nineteen. Here 4 we're going to go to the final on twenty second of June, which I am MCing, uh, which will be fantastic. I believe. You know, we're going to have some nice things coming up for that. I don't want to spoil that. I want to do a separate one all about that to hype that up. Um, And I think we're coming in about 20-odd minutes here now, so I'll I'll, I'll wrap this up nicely. Like I say, please check out Midnight Mass. I'm a guest on that show. Uh, And as always, guys, I'll see you on the show. i